why isn't it talking to my to restream? Mm. Hang on. All right, now it is. Okay. Just give it another 30 seconds or whatever. Mics around. Okay, everybody, uh, welcome to another show here at the Citizen Reporter, and we have Travis back. Welcome, Travis. Hey there, how's it going? All right, how have you been? Good. Good. You're good. Sorry for the um, minor delay for some reason. Restream wasn't communicating with OBS, and so I had to restart. So I'm hoping people will see the um, new stream up at YouTube. But nevertheless, we are going to start the show. We have... um, Thank you, Sterling. Um, Glad to have you. Uh, I do want to actually read something real quick that uh, she had sent me. There was uh, a notice put up in the um, somewhere, and uh, I wanted to read it real quick. Let me pull it up on my phone. Hopefully, it's still on there. All right. Now it's it. The translation isn't quite. Uh, exact or perfect because I use the translator via the internet but it says basically um, see the part of the people of the call feel the improper place the United States government has taken measures to prevent um, and it says the beauty is strong but I'm sure that's the just the error uh, two weeks apart from other places in China to the United States They are asking to automatically isolate for two weeks. This is about the coronavirus. Part of the population only. The Chinese language is not English issued by the United States and its recipients do not understand um, the Chinese text. Again, the part of the population is not signed. I don't want people to be mistaken for the part of the population in members look to be understood. So basically they were giving um, a warning about uh, people who are coming over to the United States from Wuhan. And then the other notice that was posted, um, Chinese compatriots in the apartment, the current situation of the spread of the new coronavirus is severe and new diagnoses and deaths are added every day in the various parts of the country and around the world. 
the country has implemented unprecedented measures to combat the spread of the epidemic. However, there are still 5 million outflows from Wuhan and the risk of transmission is very high. We are all elderly people. We are physically weak. We are more susceptible to infection and we should be more vigilant. In view of this, we can we call on everyone to pay attention to precautions and recommend that you participate as little as possible in party activities, especially friends of residents who have just returned from China. During this time, try not to stay for domestic guests. This will temporarily cause inconvenience, but it is related to the life and health of each of us. I hope everyone can understand. This is also a support for the motherland to fight the epidemic. At present, in response to the government prevention and control measures, domestic people can make sacrifices and overcome difficulties and stay at home during the spring festival. We should also share. Thank you, most residents. So I guess, you know, there's something to be said about this. I got a lot to say on this topic. (laughs) Did you want to... um, talk about the gun debate first or do you do you have information about the coronavirus do you want to go with that well i mean if you want to just talk about it generally speaking uh you know it's a difficult one because you know the u.s media you can't trust the chinese media you can't trust so you kind of got that double-edged thing there going on and I, I think, you know, the way the U.S. media has been acting, they're kind of downplaying the risk and the severity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're focused on the impeachment the other day or whatever. And I, I don't know. You know, you you would think that at the time, I think there was like getting close to 200 million people, 150 million people under quarantine. And it would be a bigger news story. You know, this is not just some flu in my opinion. A lot of people are speculating it's a bioengineered weapon. It has certain HIV markers inside of this virus. Mm-hmm. There's HIV DNA in this virus, and we don't know what to believe about it. So you take everything with a grain of salt and just kind of wait and see what happens. But I do like to err on the side of caution and just look at things cautiously if possible. Right. So I don't know. It's uh, to me, it's pretty weird how news seems to get be getting buried on it. Right. You know, there was one video that I did watch a couple days ago, and they had a doctor on, and she was saying that the one thing that they do have accomplished is the. <clears throat> pharmaceutical companies are making these vaccines and they're able to basically experiment on the population. So at a minimum, it's probably that at a minimum, if maximum, it's a lot more in depth. I mean, it's really difficult for me to, to say either way, because it's like, there's no documentation to go on. Well, there is, you got to hunt it. You have to really look for it. It's, it's buried, and I've been going through a lot of it. And, you know, there's, there's some speculation that 
course, the U.S. unleashed it on China. There's speculation that they accidentally unleashed it on themselves. Mm-hmm. There's even speculation that they were vaccinating their people against the uh, H1N1 and the SARS virus. And that supposedly that vaccination, you know, might have morphed into this possibly. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we don't know. Guarantee we'll never get the straight answer from China, or at least not for a while. Right. Um, you know, you wonder maybe if it was some sort of grand parasitic globalist hoax where they're going to use this event one way or another, whether it's real or half real or what, um, to, you know, basically enforce their totalitarian control network. Right. You know, China gets to get rid of a bunch of dissidents. The U.S. gets to, you know, watch the economy implode and, you know, everything untangle into martial law here, you know, it certainly got you wondering. Right, medical, what do they call it, medical um, quarantine, mandatory quarantine or something, and they call martial law under that? Right. I mean, you know, make everybody get a vaccination here, at the same time try to disarm people, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, who knows what this could lead to, so. Right. Well, we're going to see. Kind of keep, keep, you know, keep, keep praying about it, and, and uh, you know, prepare too, you know, because we just don't know what's around the corner. Right. It's true. Twenty twenty should be an interesting year. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, already started out the bang. Right. We and, and you know, and I want to say too that there is some evidence that this disease <laughs> might have been around before. It was announced officially. I mean, it was pretty much officially, you know, around the first or the twelfth or something like that, mm-hmm. December. But it could have been around in November. Yeah, we just don't know. And you have to again, you have to process a lot of data and just kind of keep an open mind and wait until the stuff gets sorted out more. Mm-hmm. I, I heard rumor that a man collapsed in the subway in New York. Really, and basically, it was it, it disappeared off the social media very fast. Hmm. But they did quarantine that either that train or part part of the subway or something. I, I don't know. I can't confirm that. But I got a friend on the East Coast that kind of saw it happen. And well, so they were there. The train, he saw it on social media. And then oh, it, okay. It was gone. But you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes you wonder how these people are getting those videos out of China, right? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, if they have such a firewall, how are these people getting that stuff out? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess if there's a will, there's a way, right? But True. you know, it, from the data that I've seen, and this was a couple weeks ago, there was two. Um, two time periods and the mortality rate stayed the same, which was what you know, what they reported was 2%, which is really, really low. If you look at the influenza that we have every year, I mean, it's a lot higher than that. So, you know, again, though, I mean, do we trust the numbers that, you know, do we trust what they're reporting to us? I mean, I can't say, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. But some of the videos I've seen, they, they're, you know, welding people's doors shut, mm-hmm. uh, dragging people out of cars, you know, physically detaining people. Right. I don't know if these were dissidents that were claimed to have fevers or people that had, you know, broken quarantine lines or had fevers or what. But right, right. We don't know what the story behind these, you know, videos are. Yeah, we just don't. Right. Unless we but talk it, to somebody it that's definitely from there. pretty freaking real, and it definitely had yeah. me concerned to see, you know, doors getting welded shut, and I'm going, man, what a what a grand hoax this, this is, you know? Mm-hmm. And it definitely looked like these people were in distress, and, and you know, I feel for, for these people, you know, locked in these cities. And, oh, and also, there's evidence that they're burning bodies. You know, they're, they're massively burning these bodies because, you know, they can't do anything with them. If, if this is way worse than it is, a, a lot of people think that the death toll is well upwards of 50,000. And the infection toll could be anywhere from a couple hundred thousand to like 1.5 million or more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just we just now have news that supposedly the incubation period is now 24 days. 24. That's what that's what the news coming out. So again, you know, we don't know what to trust in our media, what's hype, what's not. Right. You know, that's from the U.S. media and Chinese media. Supposedly to say now it's like 24 days. So it's really odd for, for a virus. virus. That's not that, normal for a virus. Even no, two weeks not. is long. Right. That's really long. Which, which kind of makes you think of HIV and AIDS, you know, it stays dormant for a while and then it right. all of a sudden supposedly festered and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to mark this, but I forget. There's a lot of evidence that they knew that this was going to be pretty bad. And through, you know, this, this federal bureaucracy, this, these loopholes and oversight, which I think are intentional, they've let people into this country Mm-hmm. knowingly carry this virus. Right. They have spread it into this country. Mm-hmm. And there's a very good possibility that we might start seeing a mass increase in infections if this is as contagious and deadly as they're saying. And But, you know, I'm kind of curious. One thing people are pointing out is where's the survivors of this? Where's the people that are supposed to be caught this? And didn't they survive? Mm-hmm. Where are these people being interviewed and saying, yeah, it was pretty bad or, you know, now it's like a flu and I got over it, you know, mm-hmm. thanks to our hospitals or whatever, you know, why aren't we hearing about this stuff? So somebody mentioned that on a forum last night. I thought I'd bring that up. I don't know. I don't know these answers either, folks. I'm not claiming to be an expert. There's definitely some medical stuff out there if you know where to look, but. All evidence says that they were definitely playing with this virus. Like they have all sorts of links to, you know, patents of the virus itself. And that's weird. Uh, that's just yeah. weird. They were definitely playing with this virus. Pro- possibly in both the U.S. and China. So we don't know who spread it. I'm not jumping to any conclusions what one thing's for sure watch for the totalitarian power grab mm-hmm. that we can almost guarantee right. so 
Interesting. I, really I, gotta, I gotta start looking looking this stuff up. I've been looking into other things. You know, I mean, there's only so many things I can look into it. That, so I'm glad you're like taking this part, and you know, I'm doing like some other things. And oh yeah, that's what know. we have to do. We have yeah, to kind of just yeah. We're all a team, basically. Right. Well, I'm glad you're keeping a keeping tabs on this. So yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a show on it at some point. We'll see how things pan out. I've been wanting to wait too to see what happens. And, right. You know, we're still at this unknown time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in other news, there's so many other things going on. Holy cow. <clears throat> right. We have, uh, <laughs> just from this past November, Ivanka is quietly calling lawmakers about the gun debate. And there's a reason why I brought up some of these older articles. Because it's going to tie into what we're seeing today, I think. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, why does it matter? It's a, this is another sign that President Trump might support um, new gun control measures, despite the opposition. Um, he's been probing his aides and making calls to lawmakers about what strategy he should adopt on guns and how it will play with his base. Behind the scenes, Ivanka spoke last Wednesday to Senator Joe Manchin in West Virginia while he was vacationing in Hawaii to get an update on the bipartisan background check bill. The measure was initially introduced in 2013 after Sandy Hook shooting, and it would expand background checks to nearly all commercial firearms. And uh, they were trying to get a sense of what bills are out there and... Manchin told Axios she had ex- she had him explain how they drafted the bill, where it stands, and what changes needed to be made for it to pass. Um, the call followed uh, President Trump's own controversies with Manchin last Monday, Tuesday, reported first reported by Washington Post, in which he told the senator that he wanted legislation before the Senate returns from recess in September. Following the mass shooting, Ivanka posted a note on her Instagram story calling on Congress to enact red flag laws and extreme risk protection orders in every state, increase resources dedicated to mental health support nationwide, and close background check loopholes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know... There's a reason why she's doing this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll we'll get into that more. Okay. But she she's definitely leaning on her dad. And her dad especially always had a rather strange relationship, some would say, mm-hmm. with her and everybody kinda wondered why all of a sudden he put his sons and daughters in office when, you know, we didn't vote for Ivanka. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Who, who told you that you could do this, you know? Right. I mean, why is she poking her nose in where it don't belong? Right. So we've got the next article says a particular youth group is now behind the burgeoning gun control effort. NFTY is gearing up to play leadership role in gun reform push. Never forget message. The student-led effort is to change the nation's gun law, has now received the support of the reforms movement, 8,000 strong, 
North American Federation of Temple Youth, whose leaders said that they were inspired by our friends in Florida, mobilizing their own community. The NFTY leaders from across North America are channeling our rage and gearing up to play a leadership role in the campaign for meaningful gun violence prevention measures, said Zachary Herman, the group's president, in the wake of the uh, last week's Parkland, Florida shooting. So this is what? This is all. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So... He said the decision to join the effort was made at a leadership conference last week to which participants pledged that we would help lead an effort to make our nation safer. Yeah, so they've got um, student groups getting involved. Uh, Rabbi Makah Greenland, international director of NCSY, said in a statement, that his organization believes in empowering teens to stand up and advocate for what they believe in. We are excited for this teen-led initiative and look forward to participating in a coordinated and collaborative effort. And then there's another group, United Synagogue of Conservative Judaism, pointed out that many of its 5,000 members were either directly impacted either having teens that attended the high school or are friends of the local students. Of course. Mm-hmm. A convenient. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if they're still. Um... Oh, they're still active. Oh yeah. I'm sure they're raising money behind the scenes. I mean, mm-hmm. 5,000 members? Right. I mean, that's a lot. All over the U.S.? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Spies everywhere. Oh, yeah. That is a lot. So we have uh, Legiscan. There's a, another bill. <laughs> How these, you know, I mean, these, these people just sit around and think of shit to make illegal and think of ways to take away more of our rights. I think that's pretty much all they do these people yeah this is this one's uh, especially uh pretty frightening it's somewhat close to home and uh you know yeah these legislatures uh just apparently feel that they can do whatever they want and pass whatever bill they want on its constituents that you know basically pay for everything mm-hmm. and you know they just try to make everything in, in a way, harder and harder for the average, you know, person to comply. And what this is is a, bit, uh, is a blatant overreach of their authority, and they, they want to disarm. You know, this is uh, in the state of Arizona. So go ahead and okay. read it if you want. It says that uh, they're trying to amend um, Title Thirteen, Chapter Thirty One. Unlawful manufacture, import, possession, purchase, or sale sale or transfer of assault weapons or large-capacity magazines, applicability, registration, civil liability, fees, classification, definitions. A person, corporation, or other entity may not manufacture, import, possess, purchase, sell, or transfer any assault weapon or large-capacity magazine. 
Subsection A of this section does not apply to any of the following. Government officer, agent, or employee, a member of the armed forces of the United States, or a peace officer to the extent that the person is otherwise authorized to acquire or possess an assault weapon or large capacity magazine or both, and does so while acting within the scope of the person's duties. Number two, the manufacturer of an assault weapon or large capacity ammunition feeding the device by firearms manufacturer for the purpose of sale to any branch of the armed forces of the United States or law enforcement agency in the state for use by that branch or agency. Um, um, only licensed dealers that are approved by federal or state um, government. A person who is legally in possession of an assault weapon or large capacity magazine on the effective date of this section and who does any of the following within 90 days after the effective date of the section is not subject to prosecution. One, removes the assault weapon or large capacity magazine from the state. Two, renders the assault weapon permanently inoperable. Three, surrenders the assault weapon or large capacity magazine to the appropriate law enforcement agency for destruction. Four, if eligible, registers the assault weapon as provided in subsection D of this section. D, register an assault weapon that is a person legally possessed before the effective date of the subsection of this section. The person must comply within the following requirements. Two, one, submit to a background check conducted by the appropriate law enforcement agency to confirm that the person is not a prohibited purchaser under 18 United States Code section blah, blah, blah. Unless the person is currently prohibited by law for possessing a firearm, <clears throat> Jeez. the law enforcement yeah. agency, safely and securely <laughs> store this assault weapon pursuant to the rules adopted by the Department of Public Safety. Possess the assault weapon only on property that the person owns or immediately controls while on the premises of a licensed gunsmith for the purpose of lawful repair while engaged in illegal use of the assault weapon at a duly licensed firing range, while traveling to or from locations listed in this paragraph um, and is stored, unloaded, blah, 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 report loss or theft, Um, registered weapon is used in the commission of a crime, the registered owner is civilly liable for any damages. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's just... So basically, they're saying that um, the general population cannot own any large capacity magazine weapons. In a state that was formerly renowned for great gun laws. Yeah. So they're pretty, they used to be pretty liberal with their gun laws. Yes. And nobody knows about this in the state yet. Wow. We just found out about this. So, yeah. Talk about feeling threatened. Yeah. I could see other people in Virginia, well. You know, I mean, this is a, they've been, this is a huge gun grab that they've been doing lately. I mean, this is really, really upsetting. It is. And it's not just happening in Virginia and Arizona. I mean, it's happening in Nebraska, Missouri, Florida soon. Obviously, California and the West Coast states. 
I mean, it's just sickening how they, they want to disarm us. Mm-hmm. So obviously, they have sinister intentions. I mean, and let's face it, these little guns are nothing compared to what they got. Their law enforcement agencies have been collecting military hardware for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, night vision, armored personnel carriers, all sorts of guns. You name it, they've got it. Mm-hmm. And they want to ban us from our stupid little AR-15s. Right. Here is uh, the purposes of the section. They're defi- defining what an assault weapon is. Means a semi-automatic rifle that has the capacity to accept accept a detachable magazine. B means a semi-automatic pistol or semi-automatic center-fire rifle with a fixed magazine that has the capacity to accept more than 10 rounds of ammunition. A semi-automatic pistol that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine and that has at least one of the following characteristics. Any feature capable of functioning as a protruding grip that can be held by the non-trigger hand a folding, telescoping, or thumbhole stock, a shroud that is attached to the barrel or that partially or completely encircles the barrel and that allows the bearer to hold the firearm with a non-trigger hand without being burned, excluding a slide that encloses the barrel, the capacity to accept a detachable magazine at any location outside of the pistol grip, Semi-automatic shotgun that has one of the more one or more of the following: a pistol grip or thumbhole stock, any feature capable of functioning as a protruding grip that can be held by the non-trigger hand, a folding or telescoping stock, fixed magazine capacity that carries more than five rounds, an ability to accept a detachable magazine, means a, a shotgun with a revolving cylinder. Includes a conversion kit, part, or combination of parts from which an assault weapon can be assembled if those parts are in possession or under the control of the same person. God. So that basically means millions of guns that are in the state. There's there's over 6 million people in the state. I guarantee at least half of them own guns. Mm-hmm. More than one, just say it's a minimum. There's at least three million women in the state, and 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 a good majority of them will become illegal from this. I mean, a good ch- chunk of them for sure. These gun laws are worse than New York. The wow. state will become worse than New York overnight if this law passed. This is really screwed up. <laughs> I have a feeling I'll meet some opposition, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I texted, you know, four people, hunters, you know, good old boy, whatever. Nobody even responded back. Wow. So, you know, you wonder where the men are in this day and age. Right. You know, you can't even respond back. You can't even like, 
Right. Which you know, I'm in the process of doing take some time to digest what's next? If this passed, what was what would be next? Mm-hmm. That holds over three rounds. I guess it's just the beginning of this. And and by the way, if you happen to go license your assault rifle with these people, you have to do it every year. Every year? Licensing fees every year. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, they're just... And I just want to point this out, too. The Department of Public Safety in the state, that's who's, you know, apparently writing these rules, we just received a bunch of money. They increase their fees on their vehicles. They make money taxing vehicles, you know, easier. The licensing fees. And they just increase their rate from like twelve to thirty-two bucks. What, oh, for the 